Morning rugby. Flip as we were like, wipe the sleep away from our eyes. If you're not uh, saying good morning to yourself right now, wherever you are in the world, then welcome to the offload. We've got a beautiful backdrop, backdrop this morning, Table Mountain. Yeah. Cape Town, it's a wonderful day in vacation stations. So let's get into it. I'm freaking excited. I'm uh, excited. Flip sake, it's Rugby World Cup. One week, one week. One week till I die and go to heaven. Rugby <laughs> heaven. Um, I am damn excited for this. Um, on my right and on the wing, I've got uh, Justin Gordon. Um, morning, morning. I'll just quickly introduce our host, me, first host. Um <laughs> Mark Laveau, I think I've been a rugby nerd since the age of six, since I ever fought. The first time I got a Sharks program in my hand and uh, learned the Sharks 15 from 1 to 15. Um, Justin, similar story. Yeah, I think I grew up at the Shark Tank. <laughs> and a bit of Kersney Corner, no doubt. <laughs> so, Judge, we got an interesting lineup uh, panned out yes. for the guys today. Yes. I'm going to go I'll through that run through it. So, we're going to touch on the, the World Cup a bit. Um, not in too much detail, but we're gonna sort of go our predictions and an overview of the squads and stuff like that. Then we're gonna jump into Curry Cup, um, a short wrap up of the Curry Cup and what we can expect. And then yeah, we've we've both got a few interesting stories we read and and things we've been thinking about over the last week. So we're gonna get into that and just have a good banter. 100%. Obviously, always something that's our feature to our show is the surely goodness and mercy, yeah. as well as Justin juices up what is <laughs> in rugby, out of rugby, and all about rugby. So, some good topics to look forward to today. Let's get into it. Um, World Cup. World Cup. No better way than to kick off a World Cup with uh, the good old Bill McLaren. Do you know why that is he the guy that kept on saying the Gary Owen? Hits the Gary yeah. Owen. And there's shenanigans in the line. He used to play that, uh, like the, 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 like, no, it wasn't EA Sports, he brought out the, the rugby game. Yes. And then he used to, <laughs> he was the only commentator. The, literally the best. The best, the best of the best. The voice right. of rugby. Um, so yeah, Pool, Sultan, I've looked at the, the pools. And uh, I must say, I actually had to go and look at, actually had to go and look at who else is in each pool apart from the top two. Yeah. You know, there's one pool, pool C, which, you know, it's got England, France and Argentina in. Um, So that, that will be sort of a tightly contested pool. But other than that, it's to me clear cut winners throughout. So Pool A, we've got uh, Ireland and Scotland as the, the favourites to top. Um, and then supporting them with <laughs> the bit of game time is Japan, Russia and Samoa. <laughs> um, just to, just to, you know, boost numbers. <laughs> warm, warm the guys up, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> for the quarters. So um, yeah, I, I definitely think that Pool A is without a doubt going to be... Um, Ireland and Scotland. Yeah. I think Ireland favourites to come out top today. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, they've had a bit of, you know, a bit of a tough time, but they're coming off the back of two wins against Wales. Yeah. Um, there's been some controversy coming out of that camp. With Aren't they number one now at the moment? Number one with the screwed up World, Ra- with this World week. Rugby. For this week, and then yeah, next week with the any matches being played, all of a sudden England. Yeah. Um, so. But a bit of controversy coming out. I don't think there's too much to read into. I think Ireland comfortably top that pool. Yes. Um, I don't, unless Scotland get it horribly wrong and um, Finn Russell has a fuck show. <laughs> yeah. It's Which not he's, gonna. He's known to. Have. Yeah. Um, it's not gonna. It's not. It's not gonna dismantle those two. Um, yeah. Uh, Japan I, do look very exciting, and I think as as viewers we've got something that is. Is a beautiful spectacle to watch in terms yeah. of running rugby, um, but but I'm definitely not watching Japan versus Russia. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. There's not a chance I'm gonna be 
turning of our TV to that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree. From um, a from a South African point of view, uh, obviously hoping that we we top our top our group, um, and then we get to play Scotland. And I'll run through so Group Pool B, which is the one we in. Yeah. We got New Zealand, South Africa, Italy, Namibia, and Canada. Now, again, Italy. Yes, we lost it to them under Alistair Katsias, but I mean, who are, who didn't we lose to <laughs> during yep. during this last four years? Alistair's reign. Fuck <laughs> you, horseshit. But I'm looking at that, and Rossi came out and he said, uh, "Yeah, I'm going to be playing my B squad." Oh, against, yeah. Yeah. cash. Cash. He's like, "Yeah." Where's the, where the rest of the boys hitting the beach? <laughs> yeah. So he's going to do what he did in the rugby championship. He so said, kar- karaoke. Yeah. Done. So game one, f- proper team. And then the next two games, uh, or the next game was a, a rest for the guys. And then he says that the last game will be the full team. So you gain momentum through. Yeah. But he openly said, yeah. I mean, he doesn't want to risk injuries. And, you know, he's been doing this since... The Wales game. Remember what he did? Oh yeah, yeah, that little two. Yeah, he's been planning a split, a split squad. Well, listen, like he doesn't have the disco lights anymore on right? <laughs> yeah. top of Bloemfontein Stadium. Yeah. Although so. they won this year, eh? Yeah, yeah. I'm touching that just yeah. now. Uh, so I, just like Pool A, I think comfortably New Zealand, South Africa. I am not as optimistic as Salt. Um, I think we are going to lose the first match. I don't know if I'm just being pessimistic. No, no, you know, that's, your, protect, your, that's your accounting coming in. Yeah, to protect myself. But conservative. I, but I think, I think it's, we're going to end up playing Ireland, which for us, um, it's not the worst thing in the quarters. Yeah. Because Rassi coached there, and we've got the this new guy coming in now. Forget his name. The, the Irish guy from Munster. Yeah, he just come on as a... He spent he spent some time with the Irish camp. Yeah. So in terms of background and everything like that, we will... We, I would say we better prepared for that game. Um, it doesn't mean that we can win, <laughs> but I think our, our preparation is key. Yeah, maybe... Um, maybe I think... You know, as long as we stick to our game plan and our structure that you know that's worked for us against New Zealand, I think I think we're in for a we can we can definitely upset them in that first game. But also key to remember that that game's not paramount. It's not the no. be all and end all. If we lose that one, we're still gonna you know hopefully finish second in that pool. I don't see us losing to Italy no. um, anytime Namibia. soon or Namibia or Canada. Um, so I think we've got a pretty safe passage and then it just means that we've got to hold our nerve either against Ireland or Scotland I'm thinking if you finish second you're definitely playing Ireland though yeah um, then Pool C yeah if they, I mean this has to be the group of death for me we've got England France Argentina USA and Tonga yeah so USA and Tonga um, are the, the bench warmers um, for sure but England France Argentina I mean France and Argentina I don't uh, I can't call them uh, I, I don't know France are my dark horse for the, the tournament is it and uh, you know uh, probably people will say flip you on ludes but I you're just focusing on those two matches against New Zealand that's all you surely yeah, I just think France, you know, like, okay, they, okay, they, they, the they, they've been as bizarre as any French team would be um, going into this World Cup cycle. Like, it's just been a shit show in terms of players coming in, players coming out. Brunel, like, <clears throat> being this mad tinkerer, like, yeah. um, getting combinations wrong, unhappiness in the camp. But now they've got this young group of players. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you've got... Um, Galtier that's come in the ex, ex-French scrum off I'm hoping that he brings a bit of that French spirit that they had from the 99 World Cup that kind of thing Got into into that French team 
nice brand of youth rugby and they can turn it on just they, they can flare those boys um, france argentina have got some history eh? yeah yeah them? yeah look you know the the wagon might fall off against argentina but i still think france go through somehow by hook or by crook gotcha. and then and then there's always a spanner in the works when the french get into a, a knockout rugby uh i'm on the fence look i was backing argentina to the hilt until i saw their performances in the rugby championship well this is the thing i mean like the jaguars going through to the final and i had hopes you know I, interesting topic on this is because Argentina played an incredible amount of minutes. I don't know the stats for you, but they, it's it's a nightmare amount of minutes that they played. If you comparing, they've taken that Jaguar side, or Jaguares, yeah, <laughs> and uh, so I was like English speakers saying Barcelona, <laughs> Barcelona. Um, they've taken that Jaguar side and they've played that Jaguar side all the way through Super Rugby, all the way through the Rugby Championship, and the guys are bagged. They, you know, we're going to talk about. The collision and concussion and all of that uh, later on in the show but i mean these guys are tired their bodies are battered and it's hectic man for them to carry on playing like they are is too much rugby in my opinion and conversely the japanese have had the sun wolves and um you know their their I mean, coach they, they loaded with their coach but japanese players <laughs> very very cleverly has you know Contracted all his Japanese players to the Sunwolves, but the B side. So he had, he had, he was the coach of that Sun Sunwolves B side, and he had control over all of that, all of those, all of those players. So he could, if you felt like someone needed game time, he would slip them in. If um, you know, interesting. And so Tony Brown and um, is it Jamie Joseph. Jamie Josephs have done like an incredible job with shifting those. Japanese players around but he's always had control of that side so that side's been together for like a full on year which is you know in terms of developing cohesion and uh, synergies is awesome for that squad did they play their their top team against the Africans yes they did yeah but again I don't think we saw the full extent of what Japan can offer Um, but I still don't think they're going to cause any upsets in Pule sorry I I digressed there Jaz no we know so Paul C my money is I agree I want to back Argentina but I agree with Salty that I think France and England England topping I think they're peaking at the right time Um, what what amazes me is that they everyone wrote them off after the Six Nations kind of thing wearing their shirt you know they've dipped and they peaked two years ago and now they win two games and now they are talking about them to win the World Cup it's so fickle but I think they will top this one Um, and then takes us to the quarters so from pool A we'll play pool B so Ireland, Scotland, New Zealand South Africa (laughs) yeah pool C and Oh, we haven't done Pool D, actually. <laughs> pool yeah, D... Get the sleep out of your eyes, boy. Yeah, flip. Sorry, man. Pool D, we've got Australia, Wales. Um, Georgia, Fiji, and Uruguay. No, I don't think we need to spend more time on that. We're thinking Australia, Wales, Wales to top. Um, I don't see, again, much else happening there. You're not, you're not thinking that Australian side to... Pip Wales they've always been a bit of a bogey team for Wales but in saying that I think Wales remember the British and Irish lines they went over then won 90% yeah. of that team was, was from Wales. Wales so you think they're over that that bogey eh? yeah I think they're over that bogey um, and it's it's the last swang song I mean now at this World Cup Hansen I believe said this is his last hmm. uh, Smith from Ireland says that it's his last and Rassi, we know, stepping down. Yeah, I just don't think that Wales side has the depth to go all the way. And I also think that the size of their pack <coughs> is questionable in terms of, you know... How mobile they are. No, they, they're very mobile. It's a very small pack. But, you know, you, that back three are tiny compared to the rest of the competition. So, you know, again, I, I'm going to touch on this. I think all these sides have picked these mobile packs... I think it's a mistake because you're going into this Japan. I mean, we just seen it's a mon- there's a monsoon. England's flight was grounded. Guys were dicking yeah, about in the airport. Yeah. Um, 
if it's not rainy, it's humid. It's yes. like Durban in, in February. Like literally, your palms get greasy just walking. Nothing dry. Walking to turn on the TV. Um, <laughs> so. I reckon the guys that get the set pieces right and can milk a penalty and hit a drop goal and that classic World Cup stuff are going to be the side that wins it. And that's why I've got a very, very optimistic hat on for the box. Yeah, And it, it de- defence, I think this year more than ever, I think defence will win. Yeah. Um, you know, New Zealand... Not keeping a hold of the pull. That's the big yeah. thing. <laughs> and I know... I know you disagree with uh, Rassi's comment that they tried not to play with the ball at all. No, but the, Rassi's talking shit there and, uh, and we'll call him out for it. But, I mean, he's just trying to, you know, obviously have something to say to the media and uh, for them to lap something up. But he's, um, Rassi's been doing that sort of game plan since he took over from the box, you know? But the only thing I think about... Strong defence is an easier, much easier thing to organise than trying to develop an attacking game. An attacking game takes a good four years, five years to develop your attacking game. But then I think, okay, against New Zealand, Australia, those kind of guys, I agree with you. We've never really... But now we're playing Japan. It would be so easy to just throw the ball left to right. Yeah, but you, you know? want to simulate the game. So you want to simulate it against the, an, uh, a New Zealand or whatever. So The one... The Matt Pierce, the commentator, came yeah. out and he said, uh, Matthew, P- Matthew Pierce, investor and uh, yeah. <laughs> and commentator. Yeah. He reckons he was told by the Springbok uh, management that one of the loose, one of the tight five lost five kgs during that match. No, but what I can understand, I mean, Francois Holger um, runs around like a jelly baby. So, yeah. Um, fan favorite for, for Rassi. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. If Surely Trevor Nyakoni is. Surely, done. yeah. Uh, look, I think I think Rassi just gave uh, Malherba a chance to kind of prove himself, prove his like, fitness and that kind of thing. And I don't think he justified his place no. in that starting but, twenty-three. So, so my pool A and B, pool C and D will play each other in the quarters. Yeah. Um, I think I think New Zealand and South Africa will pip the Northern Hemisphere guys. In the quarters yeah. and yes. come through, and I think Wales and England will come through out of those quarters. I don't France playing Wales as much as France try to throw that pool around. I think Wales will just <coughs> slow that that uh, game down and just grind them to a win. Sure, England Australia. <coughs> And France might cause an upset. <laughs> they might. But... So I'm, I'm thinking semi-finals, South Africa are playing England. New Zealand play Wales. Cool. And then, again, we pip them. <laughs> and South Africa, New Zealand final. That would be... Ideal. Shit, that would be amazing. And Justin and I win, win trips um, yes. through MTN. And they send us to the World Cup <laughs> to do a podcast there. Thank Amazing. You. Amazing stuff. Um, yeah. So that's so, so that's in summary. In summary, excited. That's not going to watch summary, all bro. the games. Um, but we'll... What do you mean, bro? You're not going to watch Japan, Russia? Georgia, Uruguay. This is some highlights. I mean... <laughs> no, man. I have my DSTV playing at work, you know? I don't actually have DSTV. <laughs> So one tournament to the next. Let's touch on uh, on our Curry Cup, um, which has pretty much taken a Vodacom Cup look. It has. It has. To be honest. But I really enjoyed our Curry Cup, you know, um, and I'll, we'll touch on it as well in the Super Rugby thing. I just I found it way more interesting than Super Rugby. I don't know. I don't know maybe I'm being controversial, but I just this whole reloaded thing where it was tight and it was compact. Um, it was competitive right down to the final, the final black. Play, I liked. I did. Games. I did like that. What I, I'm just. I really don't. I'm really excited for Super Rugby. When are they going back 2021 to the old style again? Yeah. We got one more year of the shit show. Yeah. Where we conferences. And I'm watching. I'm watching the SA sides play so often. 
Yeah. And I'm bored of it. And the only reason why I like the Curry Cup this year, yes, it was close, but it's also the, the breeding ground. Yeah, it's unearthed a lot of young talent. I mean, maybe let's just touch on that quickly. Is, is um, I think at the Sharks, um, very excited to see the likes of uh, former DHS boy Nahambo. So really local talent coming through yeah. there. I think he's originally from the Eastern Cape. Mm. Um, so Nahambo, I thought, as absolute general at the breakdown in terms of getting that Small, pack, eh? getting that pass away, crisp, nimble, athletic... Oh. I'm interested. Super, super sly and 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 sharp around the the, the breakdown point. Um, I'm interested just to like see him good. versus uh, Herschel Yankees in the game. Yeah, yeah. Look, and I think he'll put on a bit of size as well. That's maybe maybe where he needs a bit of work. Um, but you don't want to lose too much of that natural Nippiness. flexibility and athleticism. Um, the other, the other guy. But he's also got a rugby brain on him. Like, I mean, he can play fly half as well. So he did go across in a few games. And yeah, but I great, 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 uh, really good, accurate kick, um, goal, goal kicker um, as well. The guy waiting in the wings. Okay, I feel sorry for Kevin Wright and uh, Schroed. What it? No, Schroeder can go. And no, he is honestly one of the worst. Worst rugby players. Wherever he's come, come from, he can go back there. Yeah. He's injured now. Fuck. And I just want him to stay like that. But I feel sorry for them because now Nohambo's come through, you know, and just taken taken control. But then you've also got this Jaden Hendrickson guy. The, yeah. He was, he was a named player of the year. Yes. But uh, he was in the top four. He kicks for goals, same as Nahambo. Yeah. So you've got two brilliant scrummies coming through that are yeah, and then and then, up. and then just quickly also on the Sharks, obviously um, Fassi, um, yeah. who has I mean he obviously he would I wouldn't say that it was his break breakthrough season because he broke through last season, but just he he's a- added some key dimensions to his, his game. His kick has got better. I mean, he oh, that free state a semi final. He kicked a couple of those kicks from twenty two to twenty two, easy. Oh. You know, um, so yeah, he's just added another dimension, and he's such a threat. We haven't had a player like that 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 like so, breaks the line so endlessly since JP. If I'm honest, JP Peterson at fullback. I remember watching him playing. Shit, this guy can... Yeah, but he also kind of reminds me a little bit of a Matt Rogers as well. His linking play with his wings is really good. <coughs> That's Matt Rogers. Yeah, blast from the past, right? Shit. Um, do so, you know, I, I, I was watching highlights and I saw Sterling Mortlock. Remember that geezer? Yeah. Like, Butelezi as well yes, from the Sharks. Yes, yes. Uh, under-20 captain. So we just named the Sharks team. <laughs> Dylan Richardson. <laughs> yeah. Um... Um, from the Lions um, Madosh Tambwe who's now a Shark <laughs> exactly <laughs> if you ever doubted that we were Sharks fans um, yeah but Madosh Tambwe I think Province was all the usual suspects they didn't really unearth anyone that was like dynamite yeah. do you know who's disappointed me from the Stormers or the Province Province is the number 8 Yandro Augustus been injury prone though In- you know, it's just you win player of the year and then just nothing. He when, hasn't he hasn't really kicked on and the games he that do he some yoga or something. Just the games that he does play flexible. He he doesn't blow me away. He's not like you know you don't see oh, a, a difference when he plays and you like flip. We miss him when he's gone. Yeah. He's sort of indifferent. Um, Lions, Steen Pino. Yeah. Obviously, one day let's Similani needs to probably work on his tackling, dominating that collision point. As a, but he's as got a, great, great uh, hands. Yeah, great hands and great, you know, body swerve as well. Um, because he's quite small, people are always going to run at that channel. So I didn't see him doing any dominant tackles. Um, but yeah, I would say Wandile Similani from the Lions and Steen Pinar. Yeah. And then um, you've got, I think that pretty much wraps up the the emerging talent out of the Curry the, Cup. The cheaters, the cheaters. Dweber like, came. Yeah, Dweber for me. But Dweber's been around, you know. He's been there. That's I think his third season with the cheaters at Curry Cup level. I think 
he might have been somewhere else before that but a very uh, a very polished performance in this year's Curry Cup and I think he's won for high honours um, you know perhaps with Aka stepping out of the the four now he's kind of competing with Skari and Tabeni for that third box sorry that third box uh, hooker position because yeah. Skulk Brits obviously retiring in 2020 and I mean if we look at the Lions the Lions team you know who apart from those guys like their pack you know Lins? yeah look Achieve Damani very good in um, the lineouts and um, Kind of needs to get a little bit more involved in, in actual forwards play. Yeah. He's just like a, another back. Peace, peace. Yeah, he's another back at the moment. And I think either he needs to decide whether he's gonna he should play like an inside centre role. Um, I don't know what his hands are like, um, but I'm sure they're pretty good. Or is he gonna be an eighth man? And in that case, then he needs to kind of get a bit more involved in the in the workmanlike aspect of it. I just want him to kind of show me that, you know, have one of those workmanlike games. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think he's a talent for the future, definitely. And I, so I'm, and the Bulls, no one. No one. Yeah, the Bulls, again, <clears throat> no one. <laughs> and there's not one person that I saw, I'm going, oh, I'm watching yeah. you. Yeah. But I, I feel sorry for the guys in that team. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, and I think that kind of wraps it up, eh? Um, you said you wanted to touch on a bit of a bit on concussions well before that I think one of the things I just also wanted to get onto was Curry Cup I mean a lot of the time this Curry Cup I felt like I wasn't seeing certain players that I'd like to have a look at um, and that was like Papier I just I still think yeah. he's got a lot of skill raw skill sets uh, that need to be utilised by some sort of union you know like the Cheetahs have Ruan Pino there and then they're playing their other wing on they're playing the other scrummy on the wing um and they're both pretty seasonal, seasoned guys. You know, Ruin Pino is not going to play every game in the top 14. No. Is it pro 14 or top 14? Pro. Um, and so, you know, it'd be nice if he just, he went to the Cheetahs and he got some sort of game time, maybe he plays 10, 12 games um, for the Cheetahs. Um, another guy is um, Smith. Um, yes. Um, from the Pumas. I believe now he's on the Cheetahs books. So I'm so happy for him because he's the um, varsity cup fly half that won it for Steli's um, year, I think it was 20, 2017. So You see the Sharks signed another fly half? Yeah, I saw that, eh? Yeah. So he was the guy that took over from Smith. Um, and so I think that he's... He's made the right choice in terms of getting some game time um, with the Cheetahs. And I think... Uh, I mean, they, he wouldn't go to the Bulls because they've, they've now just got Mornay Stain. Yeah, they've got Mornay Stain <laughs> and they've got Ma- <laughs> Leboc as well. So, I think he's made the right choice. And that Agreed. whole centralling contract thing, I think, makes a lot of sense that the, the All Blacks and Ireland employ. And I'd just be keen for us to do something similar. So, I'm hoping with Russi... Moving into, moving into a more um, strategic role that he's able to implement certain things like this that he's seen in Ireland yeah. and, and then bring them back to the SA I don't know if it's possible because the unions kind of control SA rugby but I mean if you look at Malcolm Marks Rassi was involved in keeping him yeah James Fenter was unearthed by the Lions by the way oh. and he's coming to the Sharks <laughs> but you know he was uh, he went to Glenwood oh okay so he's coming home yeah he's coming home well welcome home James Fenter yeah um, but you, happy to have you. Yeah, he looks like a big guy. Yeah, yeah. But definitely, so, definitely doesn't touch the protein in the kitchen. No. <laughs> yeah. So, is there anything else? That's that's a, that's about it. Um, and when we can get on to concussion, seeing we're just talking about um, central contracting and, yeah. and moving players around to give them game time. You see that that central contracting, Rossi's Rossi's approach. Yeah. With. The, the youngsters I think he will have an influence in deciding where they go um, because he wants to build you know sort of four players in his position and then pay yes so 
you know I don't think so you limit yeah again so that comes into the thing because you, you're kind of spreading around the game time but also building depth and the whole thing with what I want to touch on is I mean uh, Luke Luke Jacobson from the All Blacks has just been sent home for did, you, did you see him play ever like I don't no, he does a lot of hard work, and he's he's oh. he's in the mold of maybe a Richie McCall. They're trying to, you know, he's they're lining him up as a captain for the future and things really? like that. They did that for Sam Kane, and that went. Yeah, he just stagnated a bit. Yeah, but I mean, this whole thing around concussion and the collision point really needs to be looked at seriously by the powers that be at World Rugby. I mean. Maybe they need to limit the amount of games that the top players are playing, you know, to 25 games. There's a new concussion test being done where they can test on saliva. Don't ask me the details on that. Uh, Whether you produce more saliva or there's some sort of fluid that comes out of your saliva uh, after a concussion. I'm not too sure on the the finer detail. As I said, it's still still being trialed. there's a whole thing there's more 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 concussions happen uh, to the tackler rather than the, the tackled individual so I mean that's when you you get your head wrong you know boom. you head on the wrong side of the tackle and you hit the hip or a knee or something like that and you go down so how do they control that I'm not too sure um, but I definitely think that I also know, think players are playing younger and younger yeah. And we just spoke about Butelezi, you know, in the team. Yeah, I have a look, manage that individual carefully, like an, like a true asset, you know, like so I, that's why I think twenty five games at top top level and then you've maxed your quota. Um and I know that's gonna piss off the broadcasters, but it's hard time that we stop bowing into to the, the capitalist pigs. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. So <laughs> and um and, and start protecting our players, man. Because uh, that's essentially what the game's about. It's about the players. Um, they provide the entertainment. Um, and give other guys a chance on the fringes, you know. Um, it'll also make things a lot more interesting. Say you've got a Crusaders B team playing the Sharks B team. Or the Sharks A, the first side. You know, it'll kind of make the competition a lot more interesting as well. Well, if you look at You'd our, have to be very strategic how you're going to work it. You know? I look, look at how Russi's done the split squad. I mean, we beat Australia with our split squad. It doesn't say much, but I'm going... It made, it made me look forward to the New Zealand match that much more to see our top players. I watched our B guys who are breaking through and you're going, oh, you know, could that guy challenge for that position? And now... <clears throat> yeah. Now you've got when the A side play, it's even more yeah. broadcasting right. So, so yeah, that's all I wanted to touch on, on on concussion. I mean we've seen over the years now we've seen Pat Lambie go, we've seen Beric Barnes go because of con- shit. concussion. Um there's been I, I think there are a lot more players that have got long term Yeah, it's uh, a crazy stat. Long term thing, but nothing it look it's a lot more uh, um, brought to the fore nowadays. Than it was back in back in the day, but it's definitely something that we need to look at, and 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 world rugby needs to get off their ass and do something about it. What I mean, look, all they want to do is give out more cards. Do you remember a time um, where yellow cards and red cards were rare? Yeah. You know, it was a shock. Now you you don't go through a game without one. It's yeah. become the norm. Yeah. To play with fourteen, and the same will happen with with. Uh, you know, hard tackles and everything like that. But what I want to just mention quickly is NFL. Mm-hmm. They've also got a concussion problem, but they've got padding. They've got the helmets and stuff. So it's... Those, those helmets do really nothing though, because the guys go in even harder. So I don't I don't know if that's the, the way to stop it, but... If you get your head on the wrong side, it'll protect you. Think a bit more. Yeah, I'm not too sure what, what, what to do because I mean it is a collision game at the end of the day so you are going in there it maybe just may, might be looked at as an extreme sport but definitely I think limiting the amount of games that you play could because it's not just your head it's your neck you're going down I mean Sam Warburton's retired now because yeah. he's had neck problems Pocock in and out of problems man. Yeah. Um, so yeah uh, I, I agree I agree so then yeah. The last, last thing we want to touch on now 
Salt mentioned is the the surely goodness and mercy. Yeah. Um, and then just juice. So that that pretty much is the good, the bad, and the ugly um, <laughs> in Salty's language. Yeah. So the the surely goodness. Take it away, Salt. Yeah. All right. Okay. So surely. Um, World Cup, if you're going across to Japan now, um, one thing I would surely recommend <laughs> is to do the Mario Kart in Tokyo. Um, I know it's got nothing to do with rugby, but you're there watching the rugby and you want something to do, definitely get involved in that. It looks like a lot of fun. Um, and you have to dress up in your favorite Mario character. <laughs> so it's a bit of gears for, 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 the, for the peeps on tour. Um, the goodness oh my goodness um, is just the the sharks have got out the price book good uh, lord and I think we've earned a bit of money from selling the Dupriers and uh, we spent yeah, it well we've, we've also got a we've also got a, a an attacking backline coach um, from the Greekers um, we've splurged on Matash we've raided the lines really well, we've got Tubway, we've got Fenta. Then from the Cheetahs, we've got Chen. Inca, Inca Fenta as well. And Fenta. Then from the Lions. No, we we've got Province, we've got Skumbuzo Noche. Yeah. Um, yeah to I, uh, I would I, still say we need another hooker. And that's why I was super keen on Dweber. No, I would um, as well. But give him more time in the European. But, oh my goodness. So that's, I mean, also, whoever whoever's in charge of this whole... We're bringing out the, the we're revealing the players that we've signed. I mean, there were articles about this months ago. Yeah, you know, everyone knows it's like the worst kept secret. It's always like that. Yeah, they try to unveil like this campaign. The Greek was the Greek was coach. <laughs> Fuck, like he, before he could even say something, someone's leaked the information. He's yeah. like, I was going to tell the players, so that's why we've only released the press statement now, so I can tell the players and just confirm the accusations are true. But I mean, why is this stuff happening all the time? Like rugby really needs to get the A into G and get uh, that, get these like stories properly handled. And I mean, like all this transfer news and stuff like that. Also, the fact that we are sending so many players overseas, we should be getting, under, you know, we know, we don't know the amounts that these folks are getting paid. These unions, these that these unions must be held accountable for these funds coming in as well, and to see how much has been made out of a deal. You know, like we do see in soccer. I mean, I'm interested to see it. Yeah. But I mean, also as a fan, you want to know what the hell are they doing with that money? Okay, the Sharks are doing the right thing. Yeah. The Cheetahs flat. And then the Mercy look. Mercy, sure. Yeah, again. Flip, oh, just have some Mercy. Um, super Rugby. Sanzo. What the fuck are you guys doing? It's like, do we want to watch uh, Rugby in January? Uh, no, we just watched the World Cup. Um, is it fucking hot in January? Uh, yes. It's like Andy Marinos gives it to a bunch of people. <coughs> he says, come up with an idea for me. Hey, guys, come up with an idea for me for Super Rugby. Uh, uh, no one's played rugby. No one is watching Super Rugby. Thing. I mean, come up with something that's a little bit original. I mean, have you asked the players? You know what I mean? It's sort of, it's sort of like when World Rugby wanted to make this one season thing. And then they didn't ask the players. The players were like, fuck no. It's really... And now Super Rugby, it's guys in a boardroom. They like think they're, they're the cleverest. And now we must endure this shit. Look, it, it's, it's, Sanzar, be honest with you guys, you're hooking. You're prosy on the street. You're showing the broadcasters, you, you know. They have said that hooking. they're going back to the, the 15. The, when is it? Next it's year? It's tired though, Jazz. It's tired. It's... You know, they they need to look at Sevens. Sevens draws an audience every single uh, weekend. It draws a television audience. It draws a stadium. So go back to look. Go back to the drawing board. Look at that Sevens model. Say, right, okay, maybe we do Super Rugby in a country. And we take it to all these little stadiums. Like, I was just down in the Eastern Cape now. Buffalo City. Take it through to the East London. Play a couple games there. Have it to split up into like the Heineken Cup or the European Championship where it splits into pool games. So you have four teams in a pool. Have a super rugby knockout thing where you've got Polynesian um, teams that are knocking on the door 
to get into the Super Rugby uh, with South African teams, with Argentinian teams, with Japanese teams, so that they're all knocking together to try and get a playoff place to get into Super Rugby, so that you you kind of unearthing like in it like for instance that European thing has unearthed Treviso as a really strong um, yeah. provincial side, you know. So that like, why don't they do something different? Take the take the game to far out places where people don't see that game. You'll you'll get the stadiums full. You'll have a very big interest in a new format. Um, I just I want to know. Interest. I want to know. Yeah, I want to know what you spoke about accountability. How much money does Sanzo make? Oh, they you know I mean? I'm I'm going. They spend it on ludes. I'm convinced. Yeah. I, at some and point, any, have any of them even played rugby in Durban in January? Fuck. God me, that is. I just. Uh, it's even so a, just, it's even tiring tanning in the on the beach in January in Durban. So all all I want to do is I want I want next year to be over and then I want the the British and Irish lines. That's all I've got to look forward to. Next year is a shit show for me. But uh, the other mercy that I want to touch on. Um, in my. Sort of section now is uh, Peter de Villiers. <laughs> you know, it's the just juice. Back. Peter de Villiers. I saw an article. I read it, and I just got frustrated. Um, not it, just because guys are still interested in what he has to say. You know, you know the guy has got a thing in for Sodom. Yeah. You know that he doesn't dig them, and then you'll always be, you know sort of say something controversial and you go to him and why do we need that why do we need negative you know you sort know, of around look, look I, I'm a firm believer of um, with the whole Etzebeth thing innocence until proven guilty if he's guilty he must pay he must pay and he, he references Ben Stokes on video the police charged him that's why they took him out the squad yes he was charged yes. then they took him out it's not that he was he might have done something, so then they withdrew him. He yeah. was charged. Fucking. I just think, you know, it's again giving him. A, it's just. It's about. He wants to get as much platform as possible. Against sorry. Not even against sorry. He just needs to be relevant. You know, like I, I'm seeing the same thing kind of. Uh, which I really respect Warburton and, and what he does for players and everything. But he's come out and said a lot of weird stuff in his new book. And I. The open side, if anyone wants to pick it up and have a read, I'm sure it'll be an interesting one. Um, he just said that, you know, he's hated every minute of his professional playing career or something along the lines of that. Maybe I'm what? paraphrasing. And I, and I was like, what are you talking about? So I might, I might be pulling it out of context, but I mean, yeah, yeah I just, I find Stay it strange relevant. that he say, says that and I just find that you know maybe he wrote the book to try to uh, sort of ignite a career as a pundit or whatever it is so i don't look i don't blame i don't blame peter de villiers you know because it's like an ex-girlfriend you're never going to say a nice thing about it but what i'm frustrated about is that these the reporters still go to him and they still think it's newsworthy and they still publish this shit Mm -hmm. you mean it's it's frustrating me I don't want to read that or see it. Yeah. But on a, from the negative to the positive, I see Oster Rutt got, uh, got a, inducted into the Hall of Fame. What is Oster Rutt's full name? Do you know? No idea. I know, you know? Peter Durant, but there's another part to it as well. Os. They even said Oster Rutt. It wasn't like <laughs> in this thing. So he he's there. Um, and then if we... Fl- <laughs> so we go... Let's just bounce from positive to negative. So we have positive Osterant. Yeah. <laughs> another another what the fuck <laughs> article is Mark Brown. Uh, yeah. Tell us what Mark so, Brown has to say. Mark Brown, like Peter Villiers, staying relevant, he still maintains he's the best fullback in England. He's not in the squad. You know, he's been he hasn't played for Let's just hear the crickets, Jack. Click 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 click. <laughs> he he's, the- st- he's still the best fullback in England. You know, I think I think Owen Farrell is a bit of fullback in him. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't know. I'm not convinced about Daly. Um, maybe it's Watson, eh? Daly, Watson. But you see, the difference is that Daly has got a boot that can kick from his oh own Oh, my God. Yeah, he's got a huge, huge boot. So yeah. you want him 
you want him there. And, you know, you can't... He brings more to the game than you, Mike Brown. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, they tried him on his wing as well, and he did he was poor, piss poor there. Yeah. So that, that, <laughs> that's just been you a got, frustrating you week. Burnt by Nkosi a couple times. A couple, shit. Yeah. And then the last thing I want to touch, I wrote, woke up this morning and read, is uh, The Telegraph. Quite, yeah. a, quite a famous publication. Uh, rated, asked all their publishers to rate the top 20 rugby players yeah. in the world. And in the top 20, Fife de Klerk is the only South African. So I was interested, I started reading. We've got here Finn Russell from Scotland. In the top 20 best players. Is he written by a, 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 a Scott? Huh? You know, I've got Rico Aoni. The guy hasn't played well. Ches and Colby schooled him. <laughs> you know, he hasn't been playing well at all. And it's just David Poker. I mean, fuck me. That oak. If he wasn't playing for Australia, do you think he would make any other team? Pocock's a tricky one because you you look at what he's done in the past and and that's maybe why he's included. Is this the top 20 most influential players? No, best players. Yeah, look, I think maybe that list's probably come out and maybe it's been adapted since 2016 because Peter Steff the toy is not on it. Um, Brody Retallick has fallen off the wagon and they reckon he's the second best player in the world. With Bowden Barrett number one. Also injury prone. I still think Brody Retallick, they the All Blacks are going to miss him in the first test against the box. Because um, what Snayman did to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, oh, there's a couple guys that aren't on that list as well from other other places, you know, other countries that are pretty influential. No. The, the Japanese uh, fly half has been... I mean, he's instrumental in that chaos that Japanese do with their backline. I mean, they wreaked havoc in the Pacific Nations Cup. Um, so but, uh, I do agree. It's it's just confusing at these things coming out. So I don't read into it too much. No, I'm not gonna. But it was it was interesting. So I to close off salt. I'm excited for next week Saturday. I'll be glued to the TV. Uh, we'll be well, messaging what, uh, each other <laughs> one, one thing that uh, Yeah, big week for you eh? Shit um, Jazzy's obviously Getting getting hitched Getting married, eh? so. getting married So big week for him And a World Cup yeah. so. so either celebrate the, the New Zealand win or... Either way, you're celebrating, mate Yeah <laughs> um, and So Yeah, I think Very excited One thing is I'm going to end in a plea um, and maybe Rusty will listen to this. I don't know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> please, can we have Nkosi and Colby on the wings? Ooh. Switch Colby over to Mpimpi's side. I love Mpimpi. I think he's a great player. I just think that as a back three is a much more stable back three than what we've currently got. Nothing against Mpimpi. Nkosi is, a, is an amazing guy under the high ball. Um, and... So so is Colby. Um, I just think that that back three, the type of game we want to play, makes a lot more sense. That's my closing remark. Jazz, mm. anything from you, boy? Closing remark for me. Uh... Closing remark from Mark. <laughs> no, I do. I do support that. Uh, I just want to see them all in the same team. You know, it's it's exciting that we're having this discussion. You know, if a little while ago we weren't able to have it. Now we're having it about our number nine, which is our weak spot, and the wings, which is weak. So I'm, I'm really excited. I don't think it's going to happen. I think my pimpy will stay. But I, I back your your plea. Yeah. Yeah. Who did we have on the wing and uh, Alistair Kutsia? Raymond Rule. Rule. <laughs> Raymond, I, think, I don't tackle Rule. No, I think his, <laughs> his defence... I never thought I'd see someone that had worse defence than Adrian Jacobs. Revolving door defence. <laughs> Remember when you played the British Archer Lions, the Walsh centre, that big guy? Yeah. He just, every time, he just wanted to go Jamie Roberts. In the words of uh, Bill Murray, could have driven a semi-trailer through that gap. Yeah, he was just the worst. Um, so, uh, for me, <laughs> then you had Scorson. Yeah, beautiful. 
It made no sense. But I, I think my pimpy for sheer gas will be there. Mm. But yeah, he's also a hard worker. He, like I think he works incredibly hard. Do you think? Do you think that? Uh, I know we're digressing here, but do you think, of course, he could play inside centre? He's a big lad. He's a big lad. I, I, uh, I haven't seen enough on his distribution for I to mean, play centre. I mean. Does does uh, Delander distribute? No, Delander is is um, what I would call classify as super cuck. Yeah. So one weakness does, in our does side. Does Esther is... Hazen distribute? No. no. So uh, so I'm saying, of course, he running, you know, taking that that first ball. If I was Willemsa, and I'm hoping at Saris he gets a chance to play a bit of a bit of twelve. If I was Willemsa, Pollard is still 26, 27. If I was Willemsa, I would shift out to twelve, and then do what do like a Faz, an own Faz. I, I think I think uh, play twelve. And I then, think Pollard should. I think Pollard should shift. Well, vice versa. I just think Pollard's a little bit further in his career, and he's settled at ten. And I think what you can always do is you can play those two 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 receivers. Willemsa's got a great dominant tackle, yeah. and. I just think he would add a lot of value at 12. I mean, look at what Dan Carter started with Aaron Major next to him. Exactly. And he started at 12. I mean, there, yeah. was, there was Spencer and there was Mertens as well. Both so he at started, Crusaders and at All Blacks. So, so he, started, he started at 12. So I, I personally think that it should be Pollard at 12. He's played there before. Yeah. Rob Dupree, when he played S under 20, when Pollard played the second year, Rob played uh, 10 and he played 12. That's it. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jazz, I've got a sandwich with my name on it. Um, so I'm very excited. And I'm we'll wishing you everyone. all the best for this week. And That's if you're traveling to Japan, remember to be big. <laughs> Adios. Kanako, it is here.